Thanks as always for having me on, Kevin. I am the Skipper Dude, proud Broncos fan since 1984. So today we're going to take a look ahead to the rest of 2019 with part two of a two-part series on 2019 goal setting. Last week, we talked about some goals as Denver sports fans. I know at least I set a target of having all four major sports Denver sports teams, the Broncos, the Rockies, the Nuggets, and the Avalanche, make their respective playoffs, which, which would make Denver only the sixth city ever to do it, following Boston, L.A. seven times each, Philadelphia five times, New York three, and Dallas, of all places, once in 2016. So this week, we're going to turn our sights inwards at ourselves as fans and look at some personal goals to help us make better fans and, more importantly, better contributors of ourselves to society. And I'll apologize up front if I go a little bit Vic Fangio here because personal development and person and maximizing personal potential is something I feel passionately about and I love to speak on. So, so to start, how many of you have seen the movie The... Uh, the Incredibles 2. If you haven't, I recommend it. It's, it. It doesn't quite have the storytelling depth of the original Incredibles movie, but, but it's a good flick. There, there's a scene toward the beginning of the movie where the villain named Screenslaver gives a speech about humanity. Now, the speech doesn't honestly fit well into the rest of the movie particularly, but, but it is quite an indictment on our 21st century world, and I think it's a deep philosophical discussion about us as consumers. So here's how the speech reads. It says, you don't talk, you watch talk shows. You don't play games, you watch game shows. Travel, relationships, risk, every meaningful experience must be packaged and delivered to you to watch at a distance so that you can remain ever sheltered, ever passive, ever ravenous consumers who can't free themselves to rise from their couches to break a sweat, never anticipate new life. Now, when I heard that line, my first thought was, oh my goodness, he's talking about me. But, but I think in a broader sense, Screen Slaver is talking about us all. And yes, it's one thing to spend three and a half hours of our Sundays or weeknights, 20 weeks or so a year, watching the Broncos. And of course, it's, you know, it's an entirely virtuous thing to be spending an hour of your week raising your football IQ and listening to the Broncos and Broncos podcasts on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But as the 2019 calendar kicks into full gear, we, we should be asking ourselves, what am I doing actively to make the world a better place? What am I doing to be a producer rather than that ever-sheltered, ever-passive, ever-ravenous consumer? Or, or what am I doing to experience life rather than just sitting in front of a TV and watching it pass me by? For, for my part, I know I went to bed last night, and I was 25 years old, starting a young family with a beautiful wife and a promising business career and, and the prime of life in front of me. And I woke up this morning 53 years old, still the remnants of a family with, with three children under 18, still with a beautiful wife, but well past my physical prime and, and with my career landing gear, so to speak, engaged and now on the backside of my life. How did that happen? It went by so quickly. But, but as I look back, and I think any of you fans who are 50-plus out there will, will back me up on this, there are things that I regret and, and things I don't regret. I don't regret the t 10 children with which God has blessed you know, my wife and me, or, or the relative poverty we've always had. I don't regret having never had an expensive car or an expensive house and never having been to Hawaii. What I do regret, though, are the countless lost opportunities over the years. 
every time the boys wanted to play catch, and I was too busy checking fantasy football scores. Every time they wanted to go sledding in the snow, but I didn't want to get cold or get injured. Or every time the ever-beautiful Mrs. Skipper dude snuggled up with me at night, and I rolled over because I was worried about not getting enough sleep. My only regrets, my friends, are, are those times when I had the opportunity to produce on a small scale, and I let them slip by like a thief in the night. Now, now the sports world, be it the Broncos or the Rockies or even something like DU Hockey, can, can be the ultimate in passive consumerism, but it can also be a phenomenal bonding opportunity. I, I know I took our, our oldest two boys to their first Rockies game in 1993, the very first year that, that the Rockies you know, were in existence. They, they were five years old and four at the time, and we went to the old Mile High Stadium, sold out with 70,000 fans, half yelling, go, and the other half yelling, Rockies. Still a memory that gives me goosebumps to this day. And, you know, the, the younger boy got fussy by about the seventh inning, so we left early. But, but the event, going to that Rockies game, what was an event that left a deep impression on, on both those boys, as well as, as, as me. And it was a father and son bonding opportunity like like few other activities can possibly create. So later that same season, 1993, our five-year-old son asked if he could listen to the Rockies on, on the radio before bedtime. And Mrs. Skipper dude and I said, okay, figuring he'd be out by 8 p.m. It'd be a little, you know, the little phase that would, would pass quickly. Well, about a week later or so, it was 9.30 p.m. one night. I went into the boys' room and little Paul was just crying his eyes out, still awake and exhausted. And, and I asked him what happened. And he said, full of tears, the Rockies lost. And he was so disappointed. It gave Mrs. Skipper Dude and I an opportunity to talk to him about life and about dealing with disappointment. It was a great life lesson. So when you're, you're looking at it right and keeping things in the proper perspective, the sports world is full of good life lessons waiting to be had. So, so my friends, as we set goals for ourselves for 2019, I want to encourage every one of you to make it a goal to produce and not just to consume. If you're going to watch the Broncos on Sunday and you have children, make it a family event. Play catch beforehand. Sit and explain how the game works to the little ones. If you don't have a family, use the Broncos as an opportunity to attack life anyways. Create a fan rant and send it to Kevin. Go sledding. Ride a bike in the mountains on game days. Take some risks. Take walks. Like Screenslaver says, anticipate a new life. One where you are in charge of it and it is not in charge of you. Life is too short to waste it as a mindless consumer. If you think of life as a marathon or as a race like St. Paul does in the Bible, who wants to get to the end of that marathon having not broken a sweat? Where's the challenge in that? Where's the value, the joy, the memories? I know for my part, I want to hit that finish line of life without even an ounce of energy left in my broken body. I want to leave it all out on the field. And when you get to my age, and perhaps even much older, as some of you listening to this podcast are, what really sticks with you is the joy you've brought into this world, the hearty, wholesome laughter, the jokes you've told about yourself. More importantly, the memorable things you've done, the, the difference you've made in the lives of other, others. That, that, that all starts with a commitment, making a goal to attack life, drive the ball downfield rather than simply fumbling once or twice in life and going through life hanging your head. 
We only get one shot at this thing we call life, my friends. Let's make it count. Kevin, back to you.